You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. So looking back at 2022, we'll start with Heidi, then we'll go Joe or together. Yeah, we could do it together because at the beginning of 2022, we felt called to do a fast in February. Fast, water only fast. Yep, water only fast, February 2022. And we weren't quite sure how long we wanted to do it, but we knew that God was calling us to do a fast. Because basically, when you fast, you grow spiritually. And it's denying the flesh and feeding your spirit. So me and Joe just had a lot of stuff that Mm -hmm. we just wanted to um, not only get rid of, but... There was like this heaviness, mm-hmm. and I actually just read it in a scripture the other day where it talked about the spirit of heaviness. I think it was, we can look up the location, but there was a heaviness in the air, and I told Joe, I was like, there is no reason why this is here, and we need this to go, because the gospel is joy. Mm-hmm. And so much joy has been stolen um, f- over these past few years that I was I was getting to my wits end with it because there's no reason why we cannot overcome that darkness and have the joy that is continuing to God's wonder working power. Right. This power of God does not differ with the difference in what's going on in the world at that particular time. Mm -hmm. His goodness and his greatness is constantly outpouring and flowing on its people. And so for me and Joe, all of a sudden in February, we're like... Well, it it actually predated that. Because if you remember, it was Christmas. The whole theme of like our Christmas service and everything we did with Christmas at church, we were both impressed. Was it joy? It was joy. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember that. I do now that you say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it started even before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, so February rolls around. And now in our particular family, we, uh, we don't, dr- we don't do anything. We don't drink. We don't smoke. We don't, you know, watch smut on TV. We eat. So <laughs> it became a thing where we eat and well that's not even just our family but that's a common <laughs> yeah. occurrence in the church yeah. yeah so food uh has kind of always been like that thing the entertainment that that yeah. like that's really what kind of what you did and so when we initially started fasting we're like i mean we've done fasts in the past but never um we've never had such like a burning desire for it before and and water only um well never both felt yeah. The same function at the same time. Yeah. 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 And for people that aren't familiar, because some people might not know what fasting is, mm-hmm. can you explain? So, that a fasting bit? is basically um, you're not eating physical food um, during that time, but you're actually feeding spiritually. So, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting into the word, you're praying, you're worshiping, you're, you're just having oneness with God and you're and you're listening to his voice and you're talking with him and and you're just you're not letting your physical body be fed because you're denying yourself you're denying your flesh mm-hmm. denying yourself time. and then your communion with God is your sustenance yeah so mm-hmm. yeah so you're you're replacing natural food with 
with spiritual food. Yeah. And so if you if you do go on a fast and you don't pray or read the Bible or do any communion with God during that time, you're just not eating. Like right. that's not a fast. You're on a bad diet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cuz um I have to be honest, like when I I've done a couple fasts where I would go like half the day working or something mm-hmm. and there was I, zero time. I like intermittent fast pretty much every day but it has no there's no spiritual context other than just me because i'm in so many homes i don't want to have like an emergency and use their Mm -hmm. their bathroom yeah so again that's not it's not technically like you know right fast so it's it's an intentional abstinence from food Food. Mm -hmm. yeah but replacing all of that time and energy and everything at those at those moments that you would normally consume food. food you you consume and digest the word of god yeah. you read scripture you pray um you pray in your your prayer language yep. um you just try to seek intimacy with with the father yeah mm-hmm. so we start this in february and the uh first three days would you say are always the hardest yeah yeah because you know you're not used to honestly well we were coming out of holidays so like people have a tendency to eat things they normally wouldn't during the holidays in like larger quantities so right, you kind of like going from holiday party to holiday yeah. party probably and and then you kind of give yourself a free pass so you like have this little mm-hmm. um you have, yourself yeah you kind of mm-hmm. get gluttonous you know it's like oh they only make these once a year i'm gonna eat like 20 of them Buckeyes. And take a bag home. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we. If you don't know what a buckeye is, it is a ball of delicious peanut butter, completely immersed and baptized in chocolate. <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My least favorite. Really. <laughs> you're German. You're, you're like a, a cabbage and meat. <laughs> Russian person. tea cakes. Oh yeah, those mm, I found yeah. out recently have about eighty-five different names. But. Yeah, Mexican yeah. wedding something too. Cakes. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. So, anyway, so February comes around. We we feel like we're called on this. We go through the first three days, and there wasn't a time limit on it. So we weren't feeling like a specific three day only. You know, we were not sure, and we were so hungry for God that we're like, let's just take it day by day, and we'll see where we end up. And so we started off and. The first three days are always the hardest, and we had we had um, what was it? Five is grace. Yes. When we started off, we kind of had like a informal discussion, like you know we're going to need the grace of God mm-hmm. to do this because we we plan our our we plan our trips around where we're going to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when I go to a an amusement park, I'm not there to squeeze into. Oh. Uh, a roller coaster i'm i'm there to eat five funnel cakes so we literally were like let's let's make this you know let's start with five because it's it's grace Mm -hmm. and then we'll we'll see what happens can you you recently defined grace it's unmerited favor it's undeserved favor it's favor that you don't deserve Mm -hmm. it's also the ability the power, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the power of God to keep you from... Overcome. It's yeah. the power to overcome. Right. Mm-hmm. But people misinterpret it, and they, they confuse the definition of mercy with the definition of yeah. grace. Mercy is compassion. Mercy is, is something that you receive 
because you're deserving of your your punishment. Uh, grace is the ability to give you the strength and the supernatural ability to overcome without mm-hmm. falling. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, somebody said, grace is getting what you don't deserve mm-hmm. and mercy is not getting what you do deserve. Yeah. So we get to the fifth day of the fast and it's so funny because hold on, I have to detour when mm-hmm. you're when you first start getting into the the life of fasting you convince yourself that some kind of crazy supernatural is gonna just envelop you <laughs> and you're gonna look like part of like the fantastic four yeah like you're you convince yourself like I mean again I'm not saying this to be disrespectful but you like mountains are gonna move like earth is gonna shake you just you go in with like a very strong something crazy is gonna happen and they do but it's never Mm -hmm. what you think it's gonna look like it's never what you would define it as real quick absolutely you, you find out really quick that like you're you're codependent on very specific snacks and mm-hmm. things. Well, and- even that, but the stuff in the fasting that ends up taking place, I've actually reaped benefits from months later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't I didn't necessarily receive all of those right during the fast, but then months later, I'm I'll be doing something and I'll be like. Something occurred. Mm-hmm. There, something occurred in that fast because I'm not the same person that I was mm-hmm. since that day, and so it's like these the fasting has like these long effects after it occurs, and sometimes in the process of it, if you do like a five day fast and you don't feel crazy, crazy, crazy spiritual, mm-hmm. or you go through it and you're like, man, I I don't feel like I heard from him. Some people might think they're doing it wrong. Some people might think they didn't do it right or they, they didn't get, people get so hung up on doing it correctly. That and hung up on instant gratification. And instant gratification. Yeah. But bottom line, fasting is you getting closer to God. Mm-hmm. And there's no wrong way to do that. So you just need to go in. And so just recently after that fast, I was telling Joe, I want to begin fasting, not necessarily even to get anything out of it, but to just be there with him. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm not coming in with an agenda this time. <laughs> like, I just want to be with you and in your presence and just be able to learn from you and all this stuff. So on that fast, we started to defy, deny that flesh by actually going and getting our children, because, right, we still have to feed our children, we would take them to restaurants that we were craving that day. Mm-hmm. We would we would go sit down and, and let them get what they wanted. And and it was it was interesting to see, you know, because you, you start to get when you don't have all those those things, uh, you know, you, your blood sugars aren't elevated and stuff mm-hmm. because you just ate like a half a box of of little little Debbie snack cakes or something, you know, like the the things that we do on the way um, home from the grocery store. We we go and we grocery shop without a list, and we end up getting things off the end cap. And all those things actually really do affect your mental clarity. Mm-hmm. And and then all of a sudden, a couple of days in, your body 
Um, even though you're spiritually detoxing, your your body starts to detox. Mm-hmm. You you become more aware of when you're out of line. Like I found that when when the kids would do something, or I was irritated because I was I was hungry, and I was like being a weirdo. Like I didn't want I didn't want to affect my fast by letting people acknowledge that I was fasting. So I'm like, <laughs> it's a big secret, you know. There's like. Mm-hmm. an elephant in the room and I'm the only one that can't see that it's there mm-hmm. and everybody else is like Joe eats all day every day and he's not eating right now <laughs> is he fasting well yeah yeah obviously I was but like I would react to something or be irritable or whatever and I would have instant uh conviction mm-hmm. instantly I was like oh I was I was wrong there like that that wasn't right. That's not a good response. Um, you start to like, even though you may not feel like you're really getting close to God, he's getting really close to you. You know, I just thought of this as you wrote down all the months, but January of 2022, I did a post on Facebook where I took a picture of me and Joe and I said, new year, we're going to try preaching together this year. Ooh. Do you remember that? That was the very first time that we're like, we're going to get up there together, even though that's not really, you know, what a lot of people do. We're going to preach together, and we preach together in January. Mm. And then in February is when we got the desire deep within us to do a fast. So we go through the fast, and on the fifth day, I didn't feel like it was supposed to be over. And so I said, Joe, let's go seven. Because seven is a whole in, or seven is perfection. Seven is completion. And I was like, let's do seven. And it just so happened that seven was landing on a Sunday. And so um, we continued to go through this. And, and fasting is hard. Mm-hmm. So anybody that doesn't think fasting is hard, like you have a lot more <laughs> willpower than I do because it was very difficult. Um, but that well, because you have physiological like, yeah. symptoms there's, too. There's a lot of things to unpack there too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, growing up in in homes where there was people that were diabetic, um, in in their lifestyle, they have to eat at noon on the dot, and like they mm-hmm. they, you know, both sides of our family. There's there's those those types of health issues on both sides. So we were raised around people that clocked both out their day. Yeah, yeah. both. Mm-hmm. That clocked out their day, around you know, food. breakfast, lunch, mm-hmm. and dinner, and they had to eat, and they had to take their pills, and yep. they had to take their shot. Mm-hmm. And, you and, know, you always, and you always have dessert after after your supper. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how we, or at least I, that's how I yeah. grew up. Yeah. And it wasn't like, um, it wasn't, you don't realize how how impactful that is or how much of a you know a, a stronghold that can be in your life until you until you decide you're going to give it away if you if you say god i'm going to give this up for you mm-hmm. like more people tried to buy me lunch every day during that 7 days or whatever <laughs> you're like i rebuke you oh man it's it's <laughs> constant where where you know it's like if you if you're like oh every morning i'm going to do my daily devotions at the same time. I'm going to wake up before everybody else in the house. All of a sudden, everybody in the house is going to start waking up. Mm-hmm. 
and all of a sudden they're going to have a conversation yeah. and it's going to be distracting. Um, if you're if you're trying to be early for church, you're going to get a phone call on the way there or somebody's going to show up at your house and they got to show you the car they just bought or something. There's always some sort of distraction whenever you're trying to press in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're trying to get close or, or to to put yourself in a sacrificial position to get any kind of depth spiritually, yeah. you'll right. always run into some sort of opposition. Yeah. And the funny part too is I, so I plan the meals and do a lot of the cooking and it was crazy to me how much time of my days and my, my weeks are actually spent doing that. Yeah. So when I was fasting for that certain amount of days, I had no meals to prep. I had no groceries to buy, like all of these different things. And I was like, man, what am I going to do? It was like the days were longer. Yeah. I was like, this is, this. Uh, we're not going to make it, Joe. We're not going to be able to do it. I, I, I drank probably um, at least, I don't know, probably 20 bottles of water a day. Yeah, a lot. Um, I heard a preacher, you know, through through the pandemic, talking about, um, you know, everybody was like, "Oh, we just want we want to be closer to you, Lord. We want to be closer." And then all of a sudden, they got two years of lockdown, and they binge watched Netflix, Tiger King, and they, yeah, and t- they, they downloaded TikTok. Yeah, yeah, so like they they misused the time time because it didn't come in some revival, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that they thought it should come through. And then with us, like you, you, you do something like this, and now all of a sudden, you realize you have all these hours in the day that you usually misuse on things that are superficial. Yeah. Now it's like, what do you do at that time? You either get irritated because you're you're starving, or you get in the word and you eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of the reason there is because people, by default, believe or have experienced revival as a wave that hits them Mm -hmm. from an external source Mm -hmm. rather than realizing that you can cultivate revival from the inside out. You can stir that up. You can start the wave. Mm -hmm. So the the days were actually not even as bad as the nights. Mm -hmm. So nights for us were the worst. Right. And so there were, you know, many things that occurred during that process. You realize who you are as a person, honestly. You mm-hmm. realize your your issues that you have in life and in the areas that you want to improve. So that's why I really like fasting because it starts to pull out of you things that you may not necessarily want there. Mm-hmm. And I like that piece of it. So one thing with me is I like to be shown what areas that I can be improving on Mm -hmm. because if you if you take that sometimes some people have an issue if like a another person would come up and be like you know you're having an issue right now and I think that you really need to go pray about it but when you're fasting that's just you and God so when those issues will come out it's just like okay this is obviously something that I'm struggling with right now and I need to improve and I need to get it out of my life and then um, so we ended up going seven days. So the seventh day landed on a Sunday and the, the day before we went out to the church and we just worshiped and we prayed in the Holy spirit and we touched all of the chairs and we just, you know, had just a time. And then that Sunday morning we were, 
I don't know. I don't remember what you were like. But that particular Sunday morning, I I don't know what was happening. But it was almost as if I was having like panic attacks. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't. It was like I couldn't breathe. I heard my heartbeat in my ears. Like I was having major issues. Mm-hmm. Felt like I was going to pass out. Like all of this kind of stuff. And that was the day that we were breaking the fast. A lot of the times on the days that you break the fast, it's almost like you get like a a new fresh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like woohoo. Well, you you're, you're kind of thinking in your head like, "Ooh, I get to eat today. Right? What am I gonna do?" Right. I think also at that seventh day, though, we were we were breaking through the veil of the flesh. Yeah. Um, there there's there's the the flesh. Um, a lot of people never pray through to like a breakthrough because they they f- pray until they feel peace. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the people that I've been around in my life that had like the most, I guess. Um, the the most the heaviest anointings like where you could you get around them and you just felt like oh this person really spends time with God they could pray for hours I mean they would literally pray for hours and it was it was always something where I I I always felt I I couldn't I couldn't get there you know like if I if I tried to pray for like two hours. I'd run into like some internal dialogue at some point where I'd start in my brain trying to talk to God about right. things that like really, you know, it was it was distraction more than actually like getting breakthrough. Mm-hmm. So like when you when you hit, you know, a certain number of days or whatever, it could be three days for you. It could be ten. But all of us have some breaking point where we break through that that control that the flesh has mm-hmm. over our spirit man. So I think for for me, it was right around that. Seventh day. It was right around the sixth day. Mm-hmm. I do remember on that seventh day that morning, because we were supposed to preach that day. And I remember mm-hmm. that morning I came up to you because we were in the sanctuary before church started. And I was like, you need to pray for me right now. Like, I think I'm like gonna pass out it's not good so the service started and we ended up having god show up on that sunday and had an incredible supernatural service with his presence well nobody knew we were fasting no and we had planned to break our fast with communion in the service yeah and then there was there was different things that happened like there god moved and there was like prophetic words there was prayer there was healing there was all kinds of things god was doing and we were kind of be, probably because of the the state of spiritual and mental clarity we were in at that moment yeah it was almost like we're spectators to what god was doing oh absolutely there's things that came out of us that day where we were speaking prophetically on individuals in the church um and i can't recall one single word that came out of my mouth mm. It was very, the Lord was definitely present. But so after that ended, I, you just get this awareness that it's all about him. There's depth. There's there's so much more. And he's like inviting you in. Yeah. And, but it, you have to, you have to put a sacrifice on the altar. And sometimes 
um, it's your time. It's your your um, you know your the what you would consider nourishment and and relying on him. There's there's quite a few different. There's so many benefits to like fasting and whatnot. There there's you know both physical, spiritual, mental. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people you know that are are heavily into like sports or working out they fast Mm -hmm. you know they don't do it in a spiritual sense they do it in a fleshly sense so they can get a benefit from it yeah well even the people that do it for nutrition reasons there's people that intermittent fast right all their life when we came out of the fast yeah what happened next i um, (laughs) am do you want to tell that story yeah i'm well I, i wouldn't see why not um when we came out of the fast, I had like this crazy manifestation of lumps in my mouth that were painful. And it was just, so then I went to the, after like a couple of days, I went to the ER or no, I just, I just made a appointment. I, I went to family medicine mm-hmm. and they, they got me in and they had a couple of different people look at it and they're like, well, let's just wait and see what what transpires out of this well i went home and i was praying about it and then all these thoughts like rush your mind like and what it looks like and what it feels like so um obviously i looked at things on the internet i shouldn't have that were you know self-diagnosing tools yeah so i Highly advise against doing that. Yeah, yeah, and basically, what what ended up happening is most most things pointed to go see your dentist and not Mm -hmm. like an MD. So I called and made an appointment with my dentist, and that was like the worst appointment because I went in, um, she went through and looked at things, left the room, came back in with another dentist, left the room came back in and says, well, you know, you look pretty good. Um, we're going to refer you to this person and just have you get a second look. And I'm, they, they named the, the clinic they were sending me to. And I said, is that like, is that the place they send people for oral cancer? And she looked like shocked. And she was like, well, they look for that kind of stuff too, but we just want to be safe. So then it was like five days of... God, whatever's going on, take this. Like I, you know, you you hear something come out of a professional like that, and your your flesh grabs a hold of it, mm-hmm. and now you're you're neck deep in circumstantial evidence of what has just been spoken in front of you, and then your mind starts to run with it. Well, then we're praying, and we're cursing these things to the root we're we're doing whatever we can to to you know just hand it over to god and like it was it was like was it a week or two weeks before a, week. I got a week so finally we get this appointment and we go in to see this this specialist he's like this ortho surgeon and things had changed like the morning of so we went through, this was like over two weeks of having issues. Now we finally get into the specialist. 
whatever was going on was enough to make the dentist want me to see him. We we get there in the morning of like things had changed. Like the things felt different. Um, some of the some of the issues were not as bad. And I I started to go, man, like is this going to be a waste of everybody's time? People do that a lot. <laughs> Yeah. They start to feel better, and then they try to cancel their appointment. Well, then I went in, and um, he started looking at it, and he's like, okay. He says, well, this is what we're going to do. He goes, this doesn't look like the scary stuff. And he was, like, from, like, Switzerland or something. Mm-hmm. So he had this, like, broken English, and he's he's like, this doesn't look like the scary stuff to me right now, so this is what I want to do. He goes, I want you to leave for, like, two weeks and then uh, I'll see you back, and we'll check on it. Mm-hmm. And then on the way out, he goes, um, when you went to the medical doctor, did they try and give you an antibiotic or anything? Maybe if this was like linked to like a viral infection or something. And I said, no, they didn't. And he goes, well, I'm going to write you a prescription for this antibiotic, and then if you feel you need to take it, you can start taking it before you come see me again. So we walked out of there. It was like 7 in the morning, too. It was like a really early appointment. Um, and there was so much like anxiety there with what mm-hmm. we were going through and just coming out of this fast and having this great spiritual experience. And like, all I felt was like, we've, we've pressed in enough to be a threat. So now, cause you, even, even after our, like the deliverance and all the things we've went through, you still have a tendency to get complacent in mm-hmm. your spiritual walk because like, so Heidi looked it up in our business and in like last year and the year before, both years, I was in over 400 residences each mm-hmm. year. And before the pandemic, I was in even more. Right. That's 400 opportunities to share the gospel of Jesus Christ if, if presented. Mm-hmm. So, that has become my normal to share with people, mm-hmm. my experience, my testimony. It was like to the point where I, I almost go on autopilot mm-hmm. when I start to share those things, you know, because like it's just become that's why I'm here. That's my life is to glorify Christ and, and, and help people find him. So we leave that appointment with that oral surgeon and we get in the car and we prayed and and Heidi says, you know, I this is not cancer, this is not this. Uh, we just cursed that to the root. We went to the pharmacist and I picked up the antibiotic. I was like, I'm just gonna take it immediately. And I started taking that. And we were praying, and then it was like it was probably a week. Mm-hmm. And there was significant change. Improvement? Yeah. Okay. And and then we ended up, like, w- within the 14 days, we ended up going back. And then he, he, it was gone by then. And he was like, well, you're doing good, and I don't want to see you again. But the, the crazy thing to me was, you know, the Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say you're not going to encounter the devil. Right. Right. Because if you if you read in Job, it says that he goes uh, when he when he came in before the Lord, the Lord says, "Where did you come from?" And he goes, "I was going back and forth, up and down throughout the earth," you know. So we have 
we, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. So those things, they, they capitalized on an opportunity coming out of that. And now looking back, I'm like, well, that's what happened to Jesus in the wilderness. He entered the 40-day fast, and that day, Satan came to tempt him. And he tempted him with, with all the world had to offer, mm-hmm. the riches of the world, the spoils, the, the eternal life. If you jump off the top of this temple, the angels will gird you up. You'll never dash your foot against the stone. Turn these stones into bread, you know, the mm-hmm. whole thing. And what Jesus did was he responded with Scripture in context mm-hmm. every time. And then the final say was, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God, now depart from me, you know? So, like, I wasn't in a place when all that hit where my immediate response was like, oh, this is that story in the Bible happening to me. It was like, oh, my gosh, what is happening to me? Mm -hmm. And then... Which is natural, I think. Yeah, and and then um, with all that we have been through, you know, one thing I did learn over these years about Jesus is he had like close three. Mm-hmm. He didn't go put prayer requests on social media for 40,000 people to talk about what was going on with him. He had like three that he took to the Mount of Transfiguration. He had three that went in when he raised the little girl from the dead, the whole Talitha Kum. Like that was... I mean, there's something to be said for corporate prayer. But, there is. But... There's a time and a place for each of those things. Right. And yeah. and for, for me, I wasn't like, if this be something, you know, that that's going to try and take us out, mm-hmm. I didn't want, um, you know, my friends and family that have a tendency well, to gossip right. to run with that. Like, oh, did you hear about what happened to, oh, it's probably this. Oh, uncle so-and-so had this. Well, people in church leverage very frequently we've seen this where people will, I shouldn't say frequently, but we've seen it pop up throughout the years where people leverage prayer requests and spreading the word, asking people to pray. Yeah. They're like, Oh, did you hear? Yeah. Did you hear about Joyce? She, (laughs) Oh man. Oh, she is going through it. And they talk for 25 minutes about every detail of the problem. And then they go, yeah. So if you can, Put it on your Put list. Put it on your prayer list. <laughs> and like, yeah. There's even been times in the church where those are morning conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You of, get you get there, and it's like, oh, this week I really went through it, and you have like four people chime in about mm-hmm. how their their aches and too. pains mm-hmm. and their ailments. Right. So, you guys had like a really kind of a dramatic entrance into the year yeah and as i'm sitting here january is when i got my first kidney or no my my first and last kidney <laughs> stone <on>. last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i forgot about that so that that's yeah. part probably why we did the fast because that was the one of the worst experiences we, right, take, i've ever been through like the tail end of 21 uh that was you know, one of our one of our closest people in ministry, somebody that we really spent a lot of time with and admired, um, passed suddenly, like yeah. really suddenly, mm-hmm. surrounded by Christians who tried to p- 
pray that that the spirit of death would leave and that he would be resurrected from the dead and and it's, they the, like two of them I think somebody said two of them were like first responders too and they were like they said it was just strange because it was like he was gone before he hit the floor. So it was just nothing, you know. And so like all of a sudden we're navigating. Which is hard for us, but God probably snatched him up. Yeah, he probably Right didn't. when he wanted to, you know. He was like, I ain't going back. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I, I knew this man mm-hmm. well. He was like one of these people that like he, he spent hours on the floor interceding that I would get saved with my parents for years. Mm-hmm. And then... And then became a mentor to me in ministry. And like the guy was, like, if he said something, and a lot of times I wouldn't even notice, you know, we'd be in conversation, he'd say something. Two weeks later, he'd come to me, I need to apologize. Right. I'm like, about what? Well, when we had this conversation, Mm -hmm. okay, I said this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, my spirit wasn't right. That was the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Oh, that was man. him making it right right away. And he was always like he 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 was always trazing, blazing the trail with that. He was like the first to to do that and humble himself. And yep. it was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden you lose this amazing person. Yeah. Twenty one you know, was like a year of losses, really. I was just yeah. okay, so that just hit me. Mm-hmm. So and when we're even talking about this, the Lord is preparing all of this. You can't see it when you're in the year, but when you take a step back and you just look at that timeline, Mm -hmm. you can actually see things taking place because what started to happen is 2021 was rotten and we lost so many people um, to death. Mm-hmm. And then the beginning of 2022. Well, there was a huge spiritual divide too because of mm-hmm. you know all the politicization over the the you know the pandemic and mm-hmm. all this stuff. So there was not only loss of life in physical life, but there was loss of life in relationships. People literally got so divided, and the the church is shutting down. and And there was even moments where pastor was like. This is the God that that saved me and it continues to save me. I'm not shutting the doors. They can come cuff me and take me away. Mm-hmm. And there was moments where I was like, oh, man, I don't want my 70-year-old father, minister father, to go to jail, you know? That was like earlier on in 21. Right. But so yeah. we went through a lot of weird, like mm-hmm. we were called on the carpet to mm-hmm. to to man up or shut up. so much for joining us today. We pray that you found encouragement through what we've shared. We would be so honored if you would make sure that you're following us. You should also find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at at the real King podcast. That's at T H E real King podcast. And don't forget, we put out new episodes every Monday. See you next time. <laughs>